I have children for you, and I've known them before the foundation of the world. You don't know who you're gonna dance with, but you know you're gonna dance. God just doesn't want to be with me in all the good moments. He wants to be there when I'm in my car, after work, crying. God has woven a tapestry in us and has taught us so much in these past years. This is West Side Stories. Today on West Side Stories, Atlanta West Side's Director of Spiritual Formation, Ann Henniger, and Senior Pastor Walter Henniger are joined by Lori Williams to discuss her role in full-time campus ministry. Lori joined Campus Outreach, also known as CO, in 2018. Her husband, Matt, also works for CO, but we're not here to talk about him. Instead, let's hear more from Lori, Walter, and Ann. Hi, I'm Ann Henniger, and I'm here with my husband, Walter. Hey. And our friend, Laurie Williams. Hi. Laurie, tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm Laurie Williams, and I grew up in the metro Atlanta area in Woodstock and actually went to college in the Atlanta area and now live in the west side of Atlanta. And um, I just got married this past May to my husband, Matt Williams, who's um, also working with me right now. And yeah, we've been married for seven months. What do you do for a living, Laurie? I work with Campus Outreach, and my title is Campus Ministry Staff and Events and Outreach Coordinator. And so what that entails is I um, work on the campus at Georgia Tech to build relationships with women um, and students there in in efforts to help them grow in their faith and explore their faith in college. We hold many large events and small community events to get around students and to bring them into the community. You just led right into the very thing I wanted to ask you about, which was something I've learned about you, that you got together a swing dancing party. Can you tell us a little bit about that? At the time when I was coming on staff, we needed to come up with a strategic way to meet students um, at Georgia Tech just to get ministry going. Just worked together with a few of our staff members on our brainchild, which was the swing dancing event. And really what that event was meant for was just to invite the entire campus to come to swing dance and get to know our staff and yeah the event was a lot of fun we started with I think 150 students we went from house to house um, in the sorority in Greek Rose and invited them personally to come and bring their chapters and then sort of just spread each year and now we have about 350 people who come and we cater in ice cream and snacks and then we have some swing dancing tutorials and live band this past year and it's a lot of fun but we use that event to really meet the students so they come in and they sign a connect card and um, when they do they get a ticket to eat the snacks and enjoy the evening and we follow up with the students and is it still in a parking garage it's on top of a parking garage (laughs) at georgia tech yeah it's great I'm curious of of all, I mean, now that it's such a big event, are there any particular pieces that you personally love working on, planning? Like what what do you get into about an event like this? Is it more just the the fruit of it or all the laying the groundwork? Yeah, the fruit of it is really what gets me excited each year. And we pray every year for a number and it's increased every year. But um, it's not just about the number. I think most of my ministry has happened um, because of the swing dancing event and the follow-up from it. And so I just love going to the event and getting to just see it come together. And then just all the relationships that come following that event is just incredible to see and witness. 
it has just been an incredible privilege to be um, in full-time ministry and to see God use me to um, just help women further along in their faith or come to faith for the first time and to learn about Jesus and to grow in their relationship with Jesus because I just looked to the mentors in my life and just thought, how cool would that be if I could do that? And it came to the decision to commit to two years at Tech and to be on staff with Campus RH. And the minute I started leading this discipleship group of girls, um, a few of which come to church here, but starting to lead them and just to develop real relationships and love for them and seeing their lives transform, I I went to our campus director and I was like, I think I'm going to have to stay at least until they graduate. Like, well, I love these girls and I want to see them graduate. And Claudia, one of the girls in my group, is actually um, coming on staff with Campus RH uh, this fall. And so it's just been incredibly humbling to witness God using my little attempts in meeting for coffee after the swing dancing event to seeing these women just export out of college and to be missionaries in the world. It's, it's been really awesome. Was there anything in your childhood as like a kid that you can see now in hindsight that led you to things like that, that you love? Like, it's funny because I didn't really, I didn't really like see myself as a big party person and an event planner, but I think in college watching, um, a mentor of mine do that a lot and to have people over in her home and throw parties and do things to gather people. I was like, I want to do that. And then at Georgia Tech at the time, we just needed to find ways to get around students. And so we just thought, what's fun? And we we had a few of our staff guys who knew how to swing dance. And we just thought, well, let's utilize that and see if people will come. And well, and hospitality is close mm-hmm. to the heart of God. It's a it's a it's one of the ways to talk about what what it means to to love people well and invite them into his family, right? Yeah. Going through Campus RH in, in college and seeing that I just have a desire to have fun and learning that fun and being um, a Christian and being yeah around believers aren't at odds. And the woman who led me to Christ in college, doing that and inviting me to these game nights in her home with other college students really sparked in me a desire to do that and to... Um, make that happen for others uh, when I went on staff. What was kind of an aha moment for you when you realized you wanted to go into full-time ministry? I think a specific aha moment for me was when I was getting ready to graduate, I had been asked to consider to come on staff with Campus RH. And at the time, I actually thought I was going to go into teaching. And I was, um, yeah, I was talking with a principal who I was connecting uh, for jobs with because I, I just thought, that was where I wanted to go and I thought I had a passion for and the principal at the time actually sat with me and shared um, her vision and an opening and offered a contract for the next year for me and then I I remember going home and calling Caitlin Cornwell who was the women's um, hiring woman at at the time for Campus RH and called her and told her I wanted to consider coming on staff and it was it was kind of cool because she had said we were praying for someone like you to fulfill this role at Georgia Tech and I think that moment it was like okay God is calling me to this and totally redirected my path for teaching and and to go on staff Um, and that moment I felt just a ton of peace and clarity about it and at the time were you and Matt just friends co-workers in ministry what was that I'm trying to remember so Matt and I were paired as 
partners on a beach project, which we we did every summer for CO. Um, you went and lived at the beach and worked jobs. But the summer before we were graduating, we got assigned to be team leader partners. And we didn't really know each other very well, but we got along very well. And I just remember being very intrigued by Matt because he was like very quiet and pretty stoic, yet had a really great sense of humor and made people laugh and so I wanted to be around him and just kind of figure him out, but we also just worked really well together. And so he ended up going on staff a little bit earlier than I did. And we didn't start dating until a year into working together at Georgia Tech. And um, But we, yeah, our students at the time definitely saw it coming. <laughs> and yeah, it took a year of just kind of flirting and not really knowing what was gonna happen to Matt actually stepping up and asking me to go on a date. <laughs> Is that like how producers put certain actors and actresses together that they want to see <laughs> the chemistry? We kind of laugh about that, actually, because our campus director at the time usually kind of, he doesn't not want you to date on staff, but he doesn't really like, I don't know, encourage it, I'd say, but he told Matt many times, you should ask Laurie out or you should go for it. And it took Matt a while to sort of jump for it, but he did eventually. <laughs> It's interesting. I think it's one thing that you and Matt and Ann and I have in common that we each sensed a calling to ministry independent of each other, and it was part of what drew us together. I think sometimes people in full-time ministry uh, kind of get roped in by one person's call, but you, you mm -hmm. both both did, and same with us. That's right. It's funny because he was actually my boss for a season as well, <laughs> and that was definitely really hard, but I'd say the things we learned in that season have helped us so much in marriage, and it's been a privilege just to, to work closely with him outside of the home. There's a, We know there's a lot of hard things about ministry, but um, what's hard about it? There's been a lot of challenges in my time um, on staff and in full-time ministry. i I definitely feel like the enemy comes after people in ministry. I'm sure y'all have felt that many times, but I, before being in full-time ministry, never had seasons of anxiety or um, depression or just, yeah, feeling um, just really afraid until being in full-time ministry. And I think part of that is just, yeah, not having a job that you can really control the outcome of has um, just shown me a lot of ways that I can put my identity in my work. And um, I think there's a season I recall just feeling super anxious. And it started with a health concern that I had. And um, and then it took off for about four to six months. I, I just remember having like really bad anxiety attacks out of nowhere. And I remember just like feeling at any moment, like I could, I could literally die. I was driving home to Woodstock to visit family and I had to pull over and call Matt to pray for me because I was like just overcome with anxiety. And um, I think looking back at that time, God was showing me a lot of how I can trust him. I, I think that was the biggest uh, lesson in my life in being on staff was just to trust God. So what are some of the barriers that you tend to run up against with students who maybe see themselves as Christians but aren't really pursuing Christ or they kind of want to but other things are crowding them out? So we 
actually have a lot of students who have grown up in the Christian private schools or grew up going to church, and so their faith to them is just sort of attending weekly church, and then if they have time, a campus outreach meeting or another ministry in college. Um, but it's tough because they've never had the chance to be discipled and to be shown that there's way more to their faith than just attending a service each week. And so if we can get the time, and that's one of the hardest things to do at Tech is to buy people's time uh, from studying or other clubs and organizations um, that they're involved in. But if we can get them to come on a retreat or come to a community night and just see people love one another, um, even just, yeah, something different than just a weekly meeting where they're hearing the gospel message, but to actually experience community and um, to get around other believers. Laurie, have you ever had anything go horribly wrong at a swing dancing event? This past year at our swing dancing event, we decided to cater in one of our very own students, Katerina. Um, she has her own business called Katerina's Nice Cream, and we wanted to sponsor her and have her come and make ice cream as a part of our catering for the event. And so she, she made, I think, 400 sample ice creams and gave them out throughout the night. <laughs> and sat at the table the entire time handing out the spoons and the ice cream. And she goes the next morning to get a test for COVID because she was headed home to see her grandparents. And she calls us, we're at a staff meeting, sort of debriefing this big swing dancing event. And she had tested positive <laughs> for COVID and had been the person manning our, our catering table the entire night. <laughs> And at the time, it was like, oh, my goodness, we're going to have to send out a public announcement. This is so bad, so terrible. Luckily, it was outside. The event was outside, and no one, we've traced no one who got COVID from that event, thankfully. But it was one of those moments where we are like, wow, this, that could have been absolutely terrible had <laughs> it happened. But, yeah, that's that's been an event. And then also we've had generators. We've bought generators gone up to this parking deck to plug them in and they do not work and so we had an entire six-piece band plugged into one outlet <laughs> on this parking deck along with 15 strands of christmas lights and we just prayed and god pulled through <laughs> and it was fine but yeah definitely. no explosions <laughs> no explosions the band was actually really frustrated that they had to plug in their nice equipment to this one outlet but it worked and god provided <laughs> laurie is there anything else you'd like to Tell us about your experience in ministry. And well, I would say I, I definitely look up to you two and the way that you work together and um, do ministry together and lead this church. It's just been a privilege to have y'all um, in my life as I've navigated ministry in Atlanta. And I know some of the struggles that y'all feel and just being in this city and the complexities of the people and um, the culture, it's, you've navigated it so well and with a lot of vulnerability. And many students who come to Westside don't leave because they see that in y'all and the way this church just feels like a family that emits our brokenness and um, just navigates the things of this world, um, not with pride and that we have it all together, but just with the humility and grace and struggle that you do uh, model that with. It's, it's 
just remarkable, and I'm thankful that I go to this church, and mm -hmm. I get to be led by y'all, so thank you. We're thankful to be in this body with you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for tuning in to West Side Stories, and special thanks to Lori for sitting down with us for a few minutes today. This episode was produced and directed by me, Corey Fleeman. It was co-produced and hosted by Anne and Walter Henniger. Our editor was Tim Lane. Original music was composed and performed also by Tim Lane. If you enjoyed today's episode, we hope you'll share it with friends and family. A positive review on your streaming service of choice would also be appreciated. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.